IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. There's no better way to celebrate the great American holiday of Independence Day than with a parade and fireworks on the 4th of July. The NTT IndyCar Series had both in Sunday's Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio on July 4th. Team Penske's Joseph Newgarden started on the pole and led the high-speed parade for 73 laps in the 80-lap race to finally get his first victory of the season. This came after two straight races when Newgarden had the dominant car in the race, only to have issues keep him from sealing the victory at the end. It was a set of tires that wore out in the final stage at Detroit on June 13th, or an issue that kept his car from shifting on the final restart at Road America on June 20th. Finally, at Mid-Ohio, Newgarden was able to overcome those issues and claim his 19th career victory in Sunday's race at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. The win makes Newgarden the winningest active driver from the United States in the series, breaking a tie with 18-time winner Ryan hunter Ray. The race also had its share of fireworks, including a multi-car crash at the start of the contest that involved Andretti Autosport teammates James Hinchcliffe and Hunter Ray. Aero McLaren SP driver Felix Rosenquist was also involved in the Turn 5 incident. On the restart two laps later, Scott Dixon's and Will Powers' cars made contact in turn five. With Powers' car sideways, Ed Jones ran into it, taking both out of the race. It was also a big weekend for our first guest. It's IndyCar owner and Indianapolis Motor Speedway owner, Roger Penske, who also owns Team Penske. New Garden's victory came on the 50th anniversary of Team Penske's first IndyCar win when Mark Donahue won the Schaefer 500 at Pocono Raceway on July 3rd, 1971. Since that time, Team Penske has become the most legendary team in the history of the sport. Here's my interview with Penske shortly after Newgarden's big win at Mid-Ohio. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is IndyCar owner and Indianapolis Motor Speedway owner Roger Penske. It was the 50th anniversary of your first IndyCar win this past weekend at Mid-Ohio. You were finally able to have your team break into victory lane, dominating performance by Joseph Newgarden. How special is this weekend? Well, I think, Bruce, when you look back and uh, five decades ago that we went to Pocono 500 and won that race with Mark Donahue, and I think two or three weeks before that, our car got wrecked at Indy with Mark when we had the McLaren. It was just, uh, that was an amazing day, obviously, and uh, all the pressure this season 
of being right there, knocking on the door, leading a lot of laps, but then not making it to the finish line to win. is This is uh, ironic in one case. Uh, on the other case, I think it proves how strong the team is. And for me and my family and the whole race team, uh, it's, it's a real feat that uh, it's going to be hard to beat. They honored you on Saturday with a special trophy commemorating that 50 years since Mark Donahue won at Pocono. How surprised were you to see that trophy and a lot of the artifacts that came with it? Well, I, I couldn't believe it. The guys always have something up their sleeve, but this was a great trophy. It had the original program. They had one for the race, and they had one following the race. We had the, uh, the pit pass uh, uh, badge from the race. Uh, uh, we had uh, a Schaefer beer can. I mean, it was just... Uh, an amazing uh, trophy and something that'll go right in my key trophy case at my office. So uh, always something. And uh, to think about 50 years, uh, I just got a, uh, a text from one of the Donahue boys and said that, uh, you know, I can't thank Mark enough for helping us get this whole race team going and success. And I know that he's up there today saying, hey, great job to all the guys. And uh, he was a real spark that helped me make this team go. And I'm sure that way back in 1971 when you won at Pocono, the furthest thing from your mind was 50 years from now, I'm going to get another race victory in IndyCar. Well, I didn't know what was going to happen after we won the first one, but I knew that gave us momentum. Uh, I know I've talked to Shank. He said what that's done for him and his team. It certainly got us on the map. And from that point on, we've used racing as a common thread throughout our business, obviously growing the race team, growing our brand. And uh, I just want to thank you know our 60,000-some associate team members across the country and throughout the world that work for us that work hard every day to make us winners. Joseph Newgarden's victory started on the pole. He dominated the race, and after the last two races, he did the same thing, except there was always something at the end, whether it be the red tires giving up grip or other issues uh, that kept him out of victory lane. Did you feel it was really only a matter of time before the bad luck finally got out of the way and one of your cars got into victory lane? Well, I think you just got to continue to, to, to strive to win, and uh, certainly with with the team behind joseph and you know he's the best and uh, you know what he's been able to accomplish here this year and yet not get to victory lane is amazing and i think that shows how strong he is how strong strong the team is and you know basically uh, uh he's a winner and if you talk to him uh prior to this weekend winning he felt we, we had a good season we just didn't put the numbers on the board so I take my hat off to him because he's a great supporter of the whole team. There's a little less than half of the season left. Now that he's broken into victory lane, he's in pretty good shape points-wise. It's going to look like it could be a four or five driver battle going for the championship this year. Well, I guess this is one time you wish it was double points at the end. But, uh, look, there's six races to go, uh, a lot of, I think, 300 points. Uh, there's a lot of great cars out there. As you can see, uh, tough to pass. Uh, next race we go to will be uh, at St. Louis, excuse me, Nashville which is all new to everybody. That's his home track, so I can tell you something. He's going to be ready at Nashville, too. And from an uh, IndyCar standpoint, the addition of Jimmy Johnson, uh, he's slowly trying to learn his way to race at IndyCars. But between Carvana and the American Legion, they brought quite a lot of attention to the NTT IndyCar series. And how pleased does that make you to see that much extra attention coming to the series? Well, there's no better guy in racing. Uh, you know, he's the best what he's been able to accomplish in NASCAR and the fact that he would come over here and say, look, I want to try this racing. And to me, uh, he's a quality guy. He's made a big difference bringing Carvani in, obviously, uh, 
is, is a great sponsor, a great company. I take my hat off to them, what they've been able to do in the car business. So you couldn't have a better combination. American Legion, we all know how, what they do for the country. And wrapping up here with IndyCar owner Roger Penske, it's been a lot of momentum this season from having fans come back to the races, having fans come back to the Indianapolis 500, having Elio Castroneves win his fourth Indianapolis 500. Big crowd this past weekend at Mid-Ohio. You as the overall owner of the series, how do you assess the way 2021 has gone? Well, I think you said a lot of it yourself. Uh, you know, it's been a great season. You know, it's very tight. We've got, I think we've had seven or eight or nine different winners. Uh, the points chase uh, is very tight. Uh, we got new sponsors. we got some great teams. When have you had 24, 25? I think got 26 or 27 cars going to Nashville. We used to be lucky if we got 18. So there's real momentum out there. And I think the TV package, our guys uh, at uh, IMSP, NBC, that whole group has done an outstanding job really showing off our, our sport. Roger Penske, it's always an honor to talk to you. Uh, congratulations on the season so far. And thank you for joining us on Pit Pass Indy. My pleasure. Thanks. Newgarden's big win did not come without high drama. During Saturday night's final practice session, the driver felt a strange vibration coming from the engine. The team, along with Chevrolet engineers, did an investigation and decided to change engines overnight. The original engine may not have lasted the distance in the 80-lap race, and that would have been another major blow to Newgarden's string of disappointments. Instead, Newgarden was able to celebrate the victory on the 4th of July. Here's my interview with Newgarden after the race. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is the winner of the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio. It's Team Penske driver Joseph Newgarden. Finally, we can call you a 2021 NTT IndyCar Series race winner this year, Joseph. Your performance has been up there all season. You had bad luck, but finally today it all worked out. How would you assess this victory? Yeah, it's a good, complete weekend for us. You know, we rolled off with the performance we needed. We, you know, kept that through qualifying, which is critical around a track like here at Mid-Ohio. It's good to start up front. And then, um, you know, had, had just about enough of what we needed to win the race. So, you know, felt... Really happy for our team to continue our performance from the last couple of weeks and, and, you know, get one to fall into place for us at the end of the day, um, which is what's been missing for us is, you know, it's almost like the weekends have been 98% complete for us. And this is that last 2% that we couldn't get to fall into place. So um, I would say we were 100% this weekend. But the frustration level of having the dominant car at Detroit, having the best car at Road America, having issues happen at the very end of the race had to really be heartbreaking for you. You know, I, I wouldn't say it was frustrating. It was more just um, sad. I mean, I don't, I don't know the better way to put it. Maybe disappointing. You know, it was really, it was really disappointing for all of us because, you know, I, I, most of the time it's hard to point the finger at anything. You know, you don't want to overthink why it's gone wrong or try and assess too much, you know, who was at fault. Cause I wouldn't say there really was anyone at fault. Certainly road America was out of our control. And I think, uh, Detroit to some degree was out of control. Um, at least the, the second race, you know, maybe the first race we, we could have helped ourselves out, but you know, it's just, things just hadn't panned out for us, um, the way we needed. And so, yeah, to finally see nothing go sideways out of our control was, I think, uh, a big boost for everybody from just a happiness standpoint. But it could have gone sideways out of your control yesterday during the final practice session when you discovered something was amiss with the engine. How did you find that out? Yeah, it almost was another comical weekend. Um, uh, that would have been 
I, I demoralizing. I don't even know how to describe the potential of what that could have been. But yeah, we, you know, luckily we we were on it as a team. We saw we saw a small issue that that could have bit us on race day today, and and everyone jumped on it immediately. Team Chevy, you know, was just right on it to 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 get us sorted out, and make sure that we were 100% perfect for today, and um, everything was right right as it needed to be. We had all the performance we needed, and you know, the full package. So um, yeah, thankfully it didn't, but it, it was a close call. Saturday was the 50th anniversary of uh, Roger Penske's first victory in IndyCar when it was Mark Donahue winning at Pocono in the Schaefer 500 way back in 1971. To be able to bookend that with another victory 50 years later, how cool is that for you? Pretty special. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of milestones on this team. Um, it's almost it's hard to keep up with them because there's so many. But uh, that that's definitely a special one. You know, Mark Mark Donahue was a pretty amazing figure in the sport and obviously someone that Roger saw pretty early and and you know created a an awesome opportunity between them and I think it actually speaks to what Roger does you know he's he's excellent at finding the right group of people getting them to interact and, and work together and that very first win is a, an example of that and I think you're still seeing examples of that today with the teams that he assembles on the 4th of July you became the winningest American active driver in IndyCar how special is that yeah, cool weekend. You know, obviously very special here at Mid Ohio. Just uh, the history of this track is is all American. Uh, it's in, it's ingrained in the history and and the DNA of IndyCar racing, and and so to to have uh, a race here with IndyCar's Fourth of July, um, have our team have you know the uh, you know, the performance to to capitalize and win that event was uh, very special. So um, yeah, it was a fun weekend. Really enjoyed it. And uh, it would be fun to do it again in the future. 69 points back, six races to go. Is this the beginning of Joseph Newgarden's charge to a third NTT IndyCar Series championship? Well, we've been charging the last uh, few events. Um, just uh, our charges keep getting stalled out. <laughs> but I, I definitely think, you know, if if the stars align for us, we, we have... The performance and the wherewithal to to be there in the end. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna be very focused on, you know, trying to just keep on the right trajectory and the right path. Uh, it's pretty critical for us to, you know, be almost perfect here through to the finish. IndyCar takes a break for the next month because of the Olympic Games. The series resumes on the streets of Nashville, your hometown, on August the eighth. How excited are you for that event? Very excited. I think it's gonna be a super special event. Um, you know, a dream to me, something that I'd never envisioned taking place. I never, never imagined driving Indy cars in Nashville, specifically at, you know, the the streets of of downtown. I mean, what are, you know, what are the chances of that getting put together? So the fact that it's, you know, getting not only executed, but executed at a super high level with a great promoter, um, you know, great, great support from the ownership of, of, of the promoters. And um, I think it's going to be a huge event. I'm really excited for all our fans and, and for us in the series. I think it's going to be, uh, it has the potential to become an iconic IndyCar event for the future. Team Penske driver, Joseph Newgarden driver, the number two expel Chevrolet. I guess you could say you expelled the field today at Mid-Ohio. To quote, uh, yeah, to quote Gavin Ward before the race, we were going to expel some demons, um, you know, and then he quickly wrapped up his speech, uh, which is what expel provides. They provide uh, wraps for cars. So, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty punny this weekend. Well, congratulations on your victory, and thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. Thanks, Bruce. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. 
for good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. A trip to the Mid-Ohio sports car course is like going home to Graham Rahal. The 32-year-old driver who was born in New Albany, Ohio, spent much of his childhood at the Mid-Ohio sports car course as his father, Bobby, was in the midst of his tremendous racing career. Graham Rahal's victory at Mid-Ohio in 2015 remains one of the Ohio natives' favorite wins. I interviewed Rahal before the race to ask him what the Mid-Ohio sports car course means to a Rahal. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy is Graham Ray Hall. Graham, you're back at your second home, the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. I'm sure every time you come through here, whether it's sunny or cloudy, you get a certain feeling being here. What's that feeling like? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's always a great place to come. Um, you know, a lot of emotions every time, a lot of a lot of reflection on the past and uh, where we've been and, and the amount of times we've been here. But it's a good place to come. We love it. Also, it's going to be 4th of July weekend, and they took you up on your ideas about the decorating motorhomes and having a contest. I think they're going to come and make you one of the judges, though. Yeah, I don't know if we're judging per se, but I do know that we are. Uh, we're going to go out tomorrow night and go see what everybody's got set up. We're going to have some fun with this whole thing, and uh, we're looking forward to it. I, I will say on, on Thursday night, I was surprised the amount of people here. Uh, you know, being being it was still a work day, I didn't expect to see as many come. But uh, hopefully tonight it'll fill up, get a good crowd here, and uh, you know have some uh, have some excitement. I know there's a lot planned. I think that the track's done a good job uh, promoting a bunch of different things. And uh, it's Fourth of July. It's always a tricky time of year to go to a race, but hopefully it'll be good. Well, not only will they have a contest for the best decorated motorhomes, but also big fireworks show. So you have to really feel like they've uh, gone all out on this one. Yeah, they have, and they should. Um, it's definitely a great weekend uh, for all of that. So uh, 
you know, it's good to uh, good to be here on the 4th of July. It's good to have all that excitement behind it. And um, I hope everybody comes out. I hope everybody enjoys it. Um, it's a great place. You know, racing is a very patriotic thing. And so, uh, and being here in Mid-Ohio is as well. So uh, looking forward to it. Now, an oversimplified question, but what does Mid-Ohio mean to a Ray Hall? Well, it's home, you know, and home means, means the world to us. You know, Columbus, Ohio, uh, I miss it every single day. I'm not there. And so, uh, you know, this is home. Grew up coming here. Loved it. All my fondest memories in racing uh, are right here. And now you're introducing another generation of Ray Hall to the track, your daughter. Yeah. She's probably not going to remember her first visit, but I'm sure mom and dad will remember it and, and the grandparents. We will. We will. And uh, she, she may not, but she'll remember it as she comes back time and time again. Special place for me. Excited for Harlan to be here. She's been able, we went on a golf cart ride last night and been taking her around a little bit. And it, it brings back a lot of memories of me being a kid. I mean, a ton. Um, so, yes, it's, uh, it's definitely special. So we're a little past the halfway point of the season. How far away do you feel you are and the team is from turning the corner and getting back to that potential that we all expected the team would have this season? Well, there's a great, there is great potential there. I mean, you say that. We finished in the top five, what, 70%, 80% of the races this year. Just we've had a couple bad. So it's not like the potential hasn't been there, uh, the, the performance. But we need to win. And, um, you know, we have not been good enough anywhere yet to really go and win. And that's going to be our focus at the end of this season now is to uh, to try to get a couple of really good results and vault ourselves in the top five in points. But does the winning for this team determine, is it determined by the qualification performance oftentimes? Sometimes. Not always. Sometimes. We definitely need to qualify better. As a team, we have not qualified well at all this year. But it does affect you sometimes, not do you, always. Do you think that's one of the things that's been the area that needs to be worked on? Here? For sure, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. We, we've got to get better. I mean, we talk about this every year, Bruce. I mean, everybody knows that. It's not uh, it's our Achilles heel for sure. And, you know, we've got to improve that aspect of our team. Um, you know, Takuma's struggling too. You look at his performance in qualifying. He's a fast guy. Everybody's hard on me. But you look, you know, Takuma, you know, historically – uh, and is well known to be a great qualifier, and yet he's been worse than me this year. So, you know, we just as a team have to get better, um, and we're not quite there yet. The longer race this year, so is that going to really open up the strategy options? No, it's pretty pretty trapped, I think. It's a two-stopper, about 27 laps each, so, you know, you don't have a lot of wiggle room there. But then again, I mean, I did one 30-lap stint, I think, last year, 29 or something. So, you know, saving some fuel, you might be able to make a short stint out of it at the end or middle of the race. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. There's, there are windows. Um, but in order to make it a three-stopper, it needed to be about 10 laps longer, which would make it pretty tricky. So we'll see. Now, of course, you drive for Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing, and you have for some time. But a former team owner of yours made some news the other day and the fact that Chip Ganassi is selling yeah. his NASCAR team. How surprised were you about that and the fact that Justin Marks is buying it? Yeah, I was shocked uh by that um i was really surprised but uh yeah i mean uh you know good for chip i mean i think his heart's always lied over here anyway and so you know it, if, uh, obviously well what, what does that tell me it tells me that financially it wasn't working anymore yeah but, but uh you know good for justin and uh hopefully he can make it a success but it seems though that the indycar's rise is continuing with the depth of the quality of the teams, the sponsors, the drivers. We talk about it every year, and every year it seems to get better. It's getting better. 
I mean, it's getting better. Where we stand today is the best position, the healthiest position this team's ever been in, or, or been in, in since, you know, maybe the early 2000s. So it's definitely, definitely getting a lot better within this paddock. We need you, new teams. We need young team owners to be a part of this. But it's certainly uh, the light is, is, is pretty bright at the end of the tunnel right now. And it also seems like your team's getting closer to, I mean, they run a third car a lot. So it almost seems like it's getting to the point where a full three-car effort's not that far off. Yeah, for you. I mean, it's I would I would say so, but obviously everybody's asking me about that. It's not, you know, it's not my department, uh, but uh, I do think that it's definitely getting closer. And I feel like, you know, again, we've done a great job raising sponsorship dollars and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we're in a pretty good spot. Graham Rahal, welcome back to Mid Ohio, and uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank, thank you. Seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson continues his IndyCar rookie season but believes he has made progress as he adapts from stock car racing to high-speed IndyCar racing. Johnson was able to avoid the first lap crash at the start of Sunday's race and then drove an incident-free contest. Here's a quick interview I had with Johnson on pit lane after the race. An awesome day. Uh, happy Fourth of July to everyone. And it was a big honor to have all of the American Legion badges on my race car. I uh, met some car vets as well. I'm so proud of Carvana and the work that they're doing to help vets and help uh, help them have jobs within Carvana. Uh, been ultimate, you know, ultimately just an awesome day for us. I, I really needed that. Three clean stints during the race. Uh, good, good competitive pace. Good adjustments on the car. Uh, logged, you know, logged 80 laps. Looking forward to the next time I get to do this. You got your way through the first lap mayhem pretty well. What did you see and what was that like? They were all backwards by the time I got there. Yeah. Um, a lot of smoke and a lot of dirt. Oh, and then yes. we restarted again. I, I was thankful I didn't hit power. His car was positioned in a blind spot and, and missed him. And then after that, I, I just really struggled on the black tires, finding confidence. And as soon as we went to the reds, my day changed and had two really strong runs on reds. When you come across something like that early in the race, is that driver instinct that comes out and you gotta get through that? It does. And I, I had a moment where I wanted to yell at my spotter for not telling me where a car was parked. But we don't have spotters around here. I mean, you have one in a spot, and that's not where they could see. So I am learning and beginning to trust uh, my mirrors and my senses way more than I have the 20 years I spent in NASCAR. Chip told me yesterday that what you're trying to do is climb a mountain in the fog. He says you don't know how far away you are from the peak. But he said you're a lot closer to the peak than you were from the ascent. So when you look at your progression... How would you describe all that? Yeah, I think that's a great analogy for it. And I think that would also help explain some of the mistakes I've made in races where I, my effort level keeps going up and I don't realize I'm near the peak of the, the car's capability and I make a mistake and step over. But today I was very controlled, very smart with how I approached things. And the two sets of reds that we ran to finish out the race really gave me a lot of confidence to push. And, you know, I, I got down within a second of what the leaders were running. And finally, the next race is going to be new to everybody. Uh, streets of Nashville, uh, and, and what are you going to do between now and then to get ready for that? And in some ways, that kind of level the playing field a little bit because you're going to be on the same par as Scott Dixon because he hasn't raced there either. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be a, a closer starting point for us all. I'm hopeful to get some sim time. Granted, nobody's been able to go and actually scan the track, but at least we'll uh, get something in the simulator and understand the flow of the track and where the turns are and get a rhythm for it. 
as IndyCar heads into a summer break because its TV partner, NBC, is televising the Olympic Games from Tokyo, let's take a quick look at the standings with six races remaining in the season. Two-time winner Alex Palou of Spain leads two-time winner Pato Award of Mexico by 39 points. Six-time NTT IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon of New Zealand is third in points, 56 out of the lead. Mid-Ohio race winner Joseph Newgarden is fourth, 69 points behind the leader. Marcus Erickson of Sweden is fifth, 104 points out of first. Simon Pagano sixth, 113 points back. And Colton Herta is seventh, 124 points out of the lead. The next race on the IndyCar schedule is the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix on the streets of Nashville on August 8th. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy. We want to thank all of our guests for joining us today, including IndyCar and Indianapolis Motor Speedway owner Roger Penske, Team Penske race winner Joseph Newgarden, Rahal Letterman Lanigan racing driver Graham Rahal, and seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion and IndyCar rookie Jimmy Johnson for joining us on today's show. Along with loyal listeners like you, they help make Pit Pass Indy your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, all one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin. And final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.